0: Happy birthday to you.
1: Ooh, thank you.
0: It's Michelle's birthday, everybody. I'm old. We're spending it with you guys on the Ball Blast podcast. How awesome is that? I'm old and I have heartburn.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 28 today and um, on my 28th birthday, I have a severe case of heartburn. I just feel like that's appropriate. Um, so appropriate. Fitting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I just ordered her cane from <laughs> from the cane store. And uh, I got a uh, shipment of antacids coming right through, and they
1: don't work. Tums do not work.
0: Not Tums on this body. No, 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 no. So maybe
1: when I was twenty-two, Tums would work, but not when I'm twenty-eight. What twenty-two-year-old
0: no needs Tums? I don't know. Nobody. Come on, Michelle. I miss those years. We're about to head into week five. Speaking of aging, the 2019 NFL season is, is aging.
1: It's going so fast.
0: What do we do? How do we make this slow down? It's already week five.
1: We're already a quarter of the way through. That's so scary. We waited forever for the NFL season, and now it feels like it's just like flying. And we're going to the game this weekend, so I feel like it's going to be another week that flies by.
0: Yeah, because you don't get to watch all the games live. Yeah, we'll have to come home and watch them all, but... That'll be
1: stressful. It's just crazy how fast it's going. And then there's so many injuries, like to
0: big names. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks for fantasy. Some of my squads, they're dropping like flies.
1: It's so hard to know like what you need to do because there's so many limited practices or they miss on Wednesday and you have no idea what's going to happen. But we will try to digest those in a second, unlike my body is able to do right now with the food <laughs> we had
0: tonight. Uh, I made a, a nice steak dinner.
1: Yeah, apparently with too much oil.
0: Sorry. The steaks were good. Anyway, I'm Kate. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And I'm Michelle.
1: You can follow me at BallBlastM. BallBlast
0: You can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ballblast. We do the weekly preview for every single game. Starts, sits, fades. All those juicy, juicy tidbits for every single matchup on the week. We answer your questions, whatever you got. You got priority over everybody in the entire world, except my wife on her birthday.
1: Yeah, we have a great group. We have a Slack chat. Come join us over at Patreon.com.
0: Patreon.com, baby. Slash Uh, Ball Blast. Yeah, slash Ball Blast. We're also over at FantasyGo.com. We'll get to them a little bit later. Michelle, let's get into the news. It's just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. Michelle, as you just hinted at, there are only about 45 million injuries. How many active players are there in the NFL right now?
1: I don't know but writing out all these injuries, typing them in our show notes. Carpal tunnel,
0: baby. She's aging. (laughs) It
1: felt like I was writing everyone's name in the NFL on here. Uh, We had a lot of did not practices today for Wednesday, which, you know, Wednesday. Veterans day off. It's not a huge concern, but you definitely want to see them start practicing on Thursday. But with we had Juju and Connor and Vance McDonald all miss the Steelers practice today on Wednesday. You know, you didn't Tomlin expect... Someone said
0: that they were still evaluating Connor's ankle injury from Sunday. Monday, yeah. sorry, Monday.
1: Yeah, and they did say that Connor, I mean, Connor did say on his latest uh, interview that he would practice on Wednesday. So this was a surprise that he did not. I guess having a Monday night game, maybe it's just a day of rest for at least Juju because you're surprised that he didn't practice today with, it says a toe injury, but he got that much earlier in the season and he's been practicing. Vance, I don't really expect him to practice much this week, but we'll see if he can suit up. Stephon Diggs, undisclosed, did not. Practice.
0: There's lots of rumors. There's
1: lots of rumors (laughs) going around. Lots of rumors. I feel like they've been going around all season and nothing's been happening, but the undisclosed did not practice is a weird one. It is. And, you know, people are saying Bills maybe, which I don't know. I don't think he really fits in that offense. That wouldn't like excite me.
0: No, I've seen a lot of Patriots though. That would suck. That would suck.
1: <laughs> It'd be good for Diggs. I don't It'd think be they have for the money him. I him.
0: I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I also saw the Chargers. 49ers, which would be a good fit, I think. I think the Chargers would be an excellent fit because they just... Can he
1: just go to the NFC or like stay in the NFC, please? Because he's a really good player and I don't want him to go come to the AFC, especially to the Patriots or the Chargers who are competitive. So, anyways, he did not practice. We'll see what happens there. It's very sketchy that it's undisclosed. Devontae Adams and Jamal Williams are still not practicing. Devontae Adams, and we, we expected this from both, really. Devontae Adams with his toe, Jamal Williams with his concussion. Devontae Adams could
0: not get a shoe on. Yeah, so.
1: I expect them both to miss this week's game, at least. Marlon Mack did not practice on Wednesday with an ankle injury that he suffered on Sunday. This is definitely something we want to monitor. How do you feel about him moving forward Uh, this week?
0: I like the matchup, but I'm worried about the fact that I don't think we can trust him. If he is banged up, he got limited carries last week, which could have been also a product of of the game script. They had Naeem Hines in there a lot. I'm not...
1: I, I don't I think you can trust him
0: Yeah, I want to monitor the reports.
1: If he were to get in two full practices Thursday and Friday, I feel a little bit better about that, but I doubt he does. I, I could see maybe limited at most, but what we'll, about we'll the, monitor it.
0: What about the Chris Godwin incident? Like, That's doesn't just, that make you want to just, like, put him in? Like what if you miss out on prime time Marlon Mack? Like he going time. To have prime time, prime time, prime um, grind time, prime time, baby Marlon Mack. <laughs> you he- are the shit. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that is Marlon Mack, by the way.
1: Yes, it is. Deshaun Jackson uh, did not practice. With not a
0: surprise. His abs—they're hurting him. Yeah. It's hard to have a, a six pack. Uh, I think they projected him to maybe come back this week, maybe next week with this abdomen injury. I, I'm not totally surprised that he didn't practice. It'll be crucial to see him work back into the game plan at some point in this week. Tyron if he's Williams. not practicing by Friday, I'm not.
1: Yeah, I I don't have much hope for him. Tyrell Williams missed practice with a foot injury. I think he'll be fine. He's been a little bit banged up lately and he's been playing. I think he's just taken a day off. John Ross and Dontrell Inman both placed on IR today. I was kind of surprised was by surprising. John Ross, Yeah, which I I had high hopes for him.
0: The reports, even I did the daily dose for Roto-World today, even the reports as of yesterday was that he could miss a couple weeks, maybe three like four
1: yeah i saw like up to a month so i don't know but i are so bye
0: baby he's unfortunate out tate
1: yeah i like Alden tate we're gonna talk about him a little bit later barkley he missed practice obviously today but he's not rolled out for week five he is very doubtful like i'm sure he doesn't play but he could be back by week six that is insane they just said last week it's a four to eight
0: week Injury. It's a high ankle sprain. It's the worst of the ankle sprains. That's insanity. And
1: maybe, do we want him to come back that fast? Like, is he pushing himself? Is he just going to get hurt
0: again? Yeah, you, you definitely don't want him to be at risk of re-injuring. If he's still in the healing process, I, I don't want to risk it. As somebody who owns Saquon in just one league, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it for the biscuit. I want the biscuit to come in my championship, baby. They
1: have some hard matchups, too, coming up here. So maybe Barkley can just sit out those hard matchups and come back after the, I think they have Chicago and New England coming on up. So those aren't good. You're okay with Barkley sitting. Clill Mack could
0: snap that little ankle in half.
1: (laughs) Christian Kirk ankle unlikely to play week five against the Bengals. I think we knew that after seeing him come out of the game. I guess it's a better injury than expected so maybe he could be back next week. T.Y. Hilton Quad remained sidelined um, at Wednesday's practice. Was
0: inactive active week four. Yeah, he was in active week
1: four. They do have a bye week six, and Coach Frank, oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Reich.
0: I, <laughs> I can't so.
1: say this name. I know people are going to come at us. I know he was a player, and we should know, but our history in the NFL is not great. Yeah. Um, Anyways, he did say that he would take the week six bye into consideration. So that's not looking great for T.Y. Hilton. Josh Allen still in concussion protocol. He also has a week six bye so they could sit him out this week just to make sure he's fully healthy and then get him up and running again week seven. And then Case Keenum's in a walking boot. So it's either going to be Colt McCoy or Dwayne Haskins to play this week against New England. It doesn't really matter because you can't play Yikes. either of these quarterbacks, obviously. And you really can't play in either pass catching weapons against New England. So, yeah, don't do that. Uh, on to full practices. So this is good news. Or I guess there are some limited practices practices in here as well damian williams and Tyreek Hill both back at practice today very good news for the kansas city chiefs
0: surprised to see tyree kill on
1: this list yeah they've been saying he could come back this week they're not for sure yet that he'll be playing but it's good to see him back in practice Lashawn mccoy is limited but i think he'll be fine and good to go for sunday he's been limited for the last couple weeks with that ankle injury Mike Williams is back at practice with his back injury, but it was limited, so we'll He's keep back. an eye on him. Yes, His back ba- is back. Exactly. Emmanuel Sanders with his quad was limited in practice on Wednesday. Terry McLaurin was also limited. Josh Gordon, uh, knee
0: issue, I guess. He was limited today as well. See, and this is one of those ones that I wonder, is it just a vet- Veterans Day off? I. Maybe.
1: Like, it's a new injury to me. I did not hear about it. I did not hear he had any issues on Sunday with it. So maybe. But you just come up with a knee issue? Like, Why did they design that? Uh, I don't know. Whatever.
0: It's Bill Belichick. You think he needs any reason to list anybody with a... Like, the man knows what he's doing.
1: I'm sure he'll be back at practice tomorrow. If he's not, then we can start to get concerned. But I'm not yet. Single yeah. Singletary. Limited practice with his hamstring. We'll see if he can actually get in a couple full ones and get going for Sunday. Sam Darnold with his mono. He's yet to be cleared for contact, but he is back at practice. Yeah, got to
0: worry about that spleen.
1: Yeah, I think he's very questionable for week five.
0: I don't see why you would rush it. Yeah, I was really... The consequences of losing your spleen just seem a bit... too much. Yeah there's no reason. It is a hard
1: game though like I don't think they can win without Sam Darnold against the Eagles and I was excited for Robbie Anderson in this game because the Eagles give up so many passing yards but without Sam Darnold you just
0: can't be excited. <sighs> Love Bell baby.
1: Sure but Love Bell on the ground is going to be real rough because the Eagles are so good there. That's but fine I'm sure, just throw
0: him the ball 70 yeah. times for He'll 20
1: yards. 20 targets a game yeah Dallas Morning News says
0: Michael Gallup is expected to play on Sunday. That is shocking. I was not expecting him to come back to the game this quickly after the knee injury. Had a scope. Seemed like everything was good. It was just a minor cleanup procedure. Love, love, love Michael Gallup. I feel like most people dropped him. No, oh,
1: I don't know. I, I looked for him a lot today, and he wasn't there anywhere. People held huh. on to the man because
0: he had such a good start. So Showed much better rapport for... Dak Prescott this season than he did last. So definitely somebody to keep your eye on moving forward and see if, you can, if he's not on your waivers, which he probably isn't, maybe try to trade for him.
1: Oh, for sure. People could be down on him right now. And then last but not least, Rashad Penny was removed from Seattle's injury report and he's good to go against the Rams tomorrow night. Now, am I plugging him in? Probably not. But if you need him, it's a good sign. We'll see what his usage is like tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. Chris Carson did have a bit of a bounce back week.
1: For sure. Against the Cardinals. Yeah. He's still at least it gave him that opportunity to bounce back. He didn't fumble. He did well. So I'm sure he'll get the majority of the snaps, majority of the carries in this game unless he messes up. But it'll be a fun game to watch. All right. And that was a lot of injuries. Can can we get into like some exciting stuff or like scrumptious
0: starts of the week? I'm starving.
1: Oh, I'm not. I'm dying. (laughs) Let's get into it.
0: So meaty. What's not to like? Custard? Good. Jam? Good. Meat? Good. It is delicious.
1: It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day.
0: Do you have a yummy quarterback
1: for me, Michelle? I do. And he's been yummy the last couple of weeks. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm going the easy route here after my terrible pick last week. So I try to go a little bit deeper. I want- hey, to be fair, he didn't play the whole game because he was bench. Yeah. So last week I had Case Keenum. I try to go deep. So, that you have the option to pick him up and play, you know. But I think I went a little too deep last <laughs> week. So, I'm, I'm going to go maybe surface level here. And this guy might be on your waivers actually in a, a few I of your leagues. I found him in a few leagues. Yeah, yes. he's definitely there. Jameis Winston.
0: I love it. He's actually been balling out and he's looked, um, uh, he's making less mistakes. So, I feel like week one
1: can really mold someone's opinion about players. Like Sammy oh, yeah. Watkins week one, I'm still holding on to that. And, you know, he's just really disappointed me the last three weeks. But I'm going to keep holding on to that week one and keep playing him because you're like, oh, he has that potential. Week one with Winston, he threw three interceptions in less than 200 yards, only one touchdown. So that's in everyone's brain. They're like, oh, he's the same old Jameis Winston. Oh, like, Jameis. He's going to do that all year. Well, it was his first game underneath the new head coach. He was playing against San Fran, which seems like... Well, he should have killed him, but actually San Fran's defense is pretty legit this year, at least so far. And then the last two games, he's really actually the last three games, he's really have has not made very many mistakes at all. Zero interceptions, one one. I will take one interception from Winston any week.
0: Risk it for the biscuit, baby. Jameis yes. Winston is I I feel like Jameis Winston is where that phrase originated because you do not get those big plays. With Jameis Winston, if he's not chucking it down the field and making some of those boneheaded moves that can kill you sometimes.
1: He is chucking it down the field. And it's a really good thing to see over 380 yards in each of his last two games. That's crazy. That is like the That's a lot kicker of yards. there.
0: Three Four touch- touchdowns, three touchdowns. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah that's a lot of touchdowns that's a lot of yards that's a lot of boom and of course he can always give you that bust week but I don't think this week will be the bust week against the Saints the Saints are giving up a lot of points right now they're giving up the second most points to the quarterback position on the season so far just behind the Miami Dolphins so they're allowing 25 points per game I think Jameis Winston puts up another good show against a divisional rival And uh, I would be excited to start him if you're looking to stream a position or just, you know, you have Jared Goff or someone that's been disappointing. And Jared Goff is on the road again this week. So on
0: the road again, might be a little risky playing
1: him. I would go with Jameis Winston.
0: Yeah, I, I have to be honest. Out of all people, I was absolutely shocked, shocked by Jared Goff's performance at home last week. He had,
1: like, a fine game. He ended up with, like, 500 yards and a couple touchdowns. But he
0: didn't look Jared Goffy. He didn't look like a... <laughs> I know everybody calls him the system quarterback. He didn't look like he was meshing very well with the system. It's
1: just just the Rams offense in general doesn't look like the Rams offense. They're just struggling with the line, with the running game, with everything. And I think that's hurting Jared Goff a little bit. So I don't want to put too much blame on him, but away, I just don't want to play him away. We see the splits. It's too hard. I don't know how he got in the Jared Goff, but (laughs) I would play Jameis Winston over Jared Goff.
0: Yeah, I don't remember how that happened, but that's okay. My scrumptious start. He's a he's a surface guy, but he is the sneakiest quarterback one in the history of the NFL. Jacoby Brissett. I know he's
1: secret good.
0: He's secret the
1: quarterback ten of the season. The boyfriend that no one wants to admit they're dating in high school. You know, oh, like no. that really nice guy. He's so sweet to you, but yeah, you know, you his name was like James. You don't let anyone know you're dating him. Like that's no. not cool.
0: He wore a button up shirt, but you're so happy with him, and he treats you well. Yeah, yeah. You that's, sound like a real... <laughs> that's Jacoby Brissett. He never lets you down. No, he's he's been like rock solid steady. I'm sure all the guys
1: listening to our podcast right now just really relate really well to that.
0: Super, super well. <laughs> uh, they go up against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. A delicious and juicy matchup. Everybody has to throw against them. You can't not pass to keep up. You're not going to win this game with Marlon Mack running the ball 25 times, even though he's really good. You can't keep up with the Kansas City offense. You've got Jacoby Brissett, who's been playing very well. He's been playing mistake-free. Not mistake-free, but he's been steady. 190 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. 146, eh, but he threw three touchdowns and one interception. Played uh, last two games over 250 yards, five total touchdowns, one interception. He's been rock-solid steady. I feel like he's a, a very reliable guy. He's the quarterback 10 on the season. And the game script is absolutely perfect this week. I'm all over Jacoby, especially when all of these quarterbacks have been banged up.
1: Yeah. And what's nice about him is he hasn't had any bus games. He hasn't had any boom games either. I think it's been like 16, 16, 20, 20, something like that. But sometimes that's what you need. If you have a really good team and your quarterback keeps letting you down, Sometimes you just need a guy that's going to get you those fifteen to twenty points. You know he's not going to bust your team. And I really think Jacoby Brissett could have that ceiling type of game against the Kansas City Chiefs instead of uh his, you know, safe floor. But worse comes to worst, he gets you fifteen points and I feel really good about it.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's a it's a safe it's a safe pick. He's not he's not flashy. He's not he's not like a Rolls Royce, but He's a Buick and will get the job done, baby. I have a beauty for my uh, scrumptious so start of the week. You have a weekend. caddy. You have a caddy for your next pick? Yeah. Well,
1: he used to be. Now he used I'm worried to be that people are going to start looking at him like a Ford. Okay. So, Austin Eckler. Yeah. He's been beautiful. I've heard of him. He's, he's been, been a-, a shiny, beautiful car the first four weeks. A BM Dubs. Oh, he's been so great. I'm nervous now that people are going to get too, too worried about you know, Melvin Gordon being back. I don't think we have to be that worried in week five. We didn't see Melvin Gordon get any snaps, right, last week. They said they were only going to use them in case of emergencies. There was an emergency. So... He didn't get any snaps. We're going into week five. Melvin Gordon, I don't think they're just going to throw him in and give him everything that we're used to. I think Austin Eckler will still get plenty of snaps, plenty of carries, plenty of targets. And I do see that happening all season long, but especially in week five, I think he'll be fine. As of right now, I I know everything's going to change with him, but Austin Eckler is on pace for 96 receptions, 1,080 receiving yards, and 12 receiving touchdowns. (laughs) And that's what I I, I worry. that's what I
0: want out of any of my wide receivers. <laughs>
1: like it doesn't like we can't really use that because he's not going to be the no, main guy. But anymore. you get
0: Dontrell Inman on IR. You've got yeah. a Mike Williams who's been banged up. You've exactly. got Hunter that's, Henry
1: out of the game. That's why I'm looking at his receiving production over his rushing produ- production, because I do think Gordon gets the majority of the carries and Eckler will get a, a handful, you know, most weeks, but I still think his targets will be there. And what's great about Austin Eckler is that he's a lot more efficient when Gordon is actually, actually on the field or in the game when he's not the only guy there and Gordon can open some stuff up for him he's a lot more efficient so last year without Gordon when Gordon was out he only averaged three yards per carry with Gordon in the game he averaged six yards per carry as far as the receiving production without Gordon he only averaged six yards per reception with Gordon he averaged 12 yards per reception. So in each of those categories, he doubled his yardage with Gordon on the field. So maybe he's not going to have as many touches, but if he's going to, you know, get more yards per touch, then it will all even out. So yes, don't expect Austin Eckler to go off for 30 points every game, but I do think this week can be a really good week against the Denver Broncos. They allow the fourth most points to the running back position. We just saw Fournette go off on them for 225 yards. And I, I think there's room for both Gordon and Eckler this week. I will be starting him in every league I have him.
0: I love it. All right. I'm, <laughs> I had a plan for my running back of the week. I had a plan. Okay. I'm going off-roading. Who was I'm your, going road. I need to know who your first plan was. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I Derek need to know. Henry is my start of the week. Oh. I, I'm aiming for the guy that I... Carried through the offseason. I carried him myself. Like you carried all of his uh, baggage hype yeah. and baggage? Yeah. You were I, the only one hyping him up. But I need to know. There were a couple Wait, of Kate, us. There were like six of
1: us. Hey, I need to know who is your running back before this. It's going to drive me crazy. Chris Carson. Oh,
0: okay. I think Bolts will be good. Yeah. I wanted to just give people confidence because I have tweeted about the fact that Rashad Penny will return to the lineup. I have full confidence that. Chris Carson will do great. All right, now talk I have about more your Derek confidence Henry. that Derek Henry, Henry, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Henry, will do absolutely fantastic. I've gotten a couple tweets saying that they're a little bit nervous about the matchup against Buffalo. If you are going to beat Buffalo, and I think this is going to be one of those games that sticks on the ground, you got to do it on the ground. You can't beat Buffalo through the air. They limited Tom Brady to 150 passing yards and one interception. Yeah, I think
1: people are worried about Buffalo in the wrong way. You can't play your wide receivers against Buffalo. You can't play your quarterbacks against Buffalo. You can certainly play your running backs against Buffalo.
0: Yeah, they're allowing the 13th most fantasy points to the running back position. Nobody's had like super big baller days except for Saquon Barkley, 18 carries for 107 yards and a touchdown. They've been allowing some receiving work with... Derrick Henry, he's not a receiving back, but he's actually on pace for a career high in reception. So everybody stop hating. And I finally realized he just doesn't get the work because he's got small hands. Poor boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sony Michelle, 17 carries for 63 yards. Again, not good. But Sony Michelle's been struggling. So, yeah, that's not bad for Sony Michelle. Yeah, you can't compare Sony Michelle's stats to anything. <laughs> no, I, I cannot compare Sony Michelle to Saquon Barkley. But,
1: like, we're talking about two teams right now. We're talking about Tennessee and Buffalo. I would bet, like, my life that this game. Do you even picture 30 points total? No. I think the over-under uh, in Vegas this week is like less than 36 points for the game.
0: I'll take the under. You
1: have Matt Barkley on one side. I know Marcus Mariota just went off, but he's not doing it, that against the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be a defensive great game on both sides of the ball. I just think run, 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 run. Run more. Run uh, uh, like 100 more times. Yeah. If Derrick Henry doesn't have 25 carries
0: in this game, I'd be shocked. I agree. It's And it's not like a... I I, honestly, I think out of any receiver on, uh, Tennessee, you might see Dion Lewis get some work, but there's going to be plenty of, plenty of room on the ground for both of these guys. I love Derrick Henry. I love the matchup for him. He's going to see a significant workload because Tennessee, they're not stupid. They know what happens when you ride Derrick Henry, they've been doing it. He's been getting his, his, Carry load, which everybody was concerned that he would not. I have full confidence in Derrick Henry this week. Nice. I like that. I like that. Give me your wide receiver.
1: All right. I'm going with... Scrumptious wide receiver. I'm going with Adam Thielen, oh. which he seems gross right now.
0: My blood pressure is high.
1: He m- probably gives many people heartburn, like I'm dealing with
0: right now. Because Is that how you got heartburn? It might be. You were typing up your... <laughs> it might be.
1: Uh, Adam Thielen was talking some, you know... Some naughty words against Kirk Cousins. Squeaky wheel, man. Yeah, he was not being kind to Kirk Cousins after the game uh, this past weekend. And then Kirk Cousins apologized to Adam Thielen. Oh, I didn't
0: hear about this part. Yeah, on his
1: Tuesday, he he did some radio show on Tuesday. I guess Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins were both in the same room. And Kirk Cousins says, I have to apologize to Adam Thielen because, you know, he was open and I have to take these chances with him. And there was one particular play that he could have got a touchdown if I just delivered the ball. Saying all this stuff, apologizing to him, even though, like, Adam Thielen probably shouldn't have said what he said. But besides that, I think Adam Thielen is going to get into his quarterback's head. And his I quarterback so. is going to think, I have to give Adam Thielen some targets before he slaps me in the face on the sidelines. Because if those two are going to go get in a fight, I'm taking Adam Thielen to win. Oh, 100%. And Kirk I Cousins hope, is too nice.
0: Oh, yeah. He'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry I got <laughs> in the way of your fist. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? My bet was would be that Adam Thielen would end it with a wedgie. I feel like, like right now, right now, her cousins like deserves a wedgie for all of the, the torture that he's I think instilled. you're, I
1: think you're thinking of him being way too nice to him. Like, I think it ends with a complete knockout. <laughs> I think he's just so frustrated right now because he should be, no, he definitely should be. It's, it's frustrating to see your team just not passing the ball to you, especially when you're open and you're losing, but
0: Either way, give me some confidence because I have Adam Thielen and I'm concerned.
1: I think he'll be targeted this week and he has a fantastic matchup against the New York Giants. According to PFF, Thielen has the best cornerback matchup in the league with a 45% matchup advantage. So Thielen has a 45% matchup advantage, which is the highest out of all the wide receivers eligible to play in week five. And that takes into account Thielen's production versus the cornerback production. He's going to be facing DeAndre Baker. DeAndre Baker is not doing too well in his rookie season. He's allowing the third most yards per route covered. I think Adam Thielen can like destroy this man. He's been getting destroyed by many wide receivers all season. Adam Thielen is a very good wide receiver, even if he's not being used correctly. And I think we are freaking out a little bit too much. Like he's had a touchdown in two of the four games. He had 75 yards in week two. He had 55 yards in week three. Like, it's not the worst thing ever. Like, he, they did play the Chicago Bears last week. Give him a break for one second. I think he gets targeted. Love the matchup. Play him. Play him with confidence. And if he gives you heartburn again this week, then stop playing him. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is sort of a last-ditch effort before I start streaming. Not, not garbage, but before i me if i have a really juicy matchup that i can exploit i might play you over adam thielen if you don't do it for me this week my scrumptious start at wide receiver not a guy that has flashed a lot this season only four games but sir josh gordon patriots wide receiver he's going up against washington washington has allowed the most touchdowns to the wide receiver position in the nfl so far 12th most receiving yards they are just giving up so much through the air. There is room for everybody to eat. I can imagine this being a nice James White game. I can imagine this being a nice Julian Edelman game. But I love, love the projected matchup for Josh Gordon this week. He's going to be going up against Quinton Dunbar, who's allowed the seventh uh, most yards per route that he has covered. Target rate of 25% on all covered routes. And you've seen Josh Gordon succeed. So you've seen him come out with a low target share in Miami. I'll give you that. Low target share but this didn't is, do much with it.
1: This is the thing right now. We had that low target share in Miami, but guess who was there? Our friend AB
0: Antonio Brown. And guess what? He I hear he is not a Patriot anymore. No, he's
1: not. So, and then the very next week after, you know, AB has gone, he gets 11 targets. I love it for 83 yards. And then he plays Buffalo, which we told everyone to sit Gordon and Dorsett and Edelman, because you cannot play your wide receivers against Buffalo.
0: Yeah. Like you just can't do it. And now you get one of the juiciest matchups in the NFL right now for the wide receiver position. I think he's a really good trade for candidate right
1: now because people are, have been disappointed in Gordon two out of the last three weeks.
0: I do think he's a little less matchup proof than a guy like Julian Edelman, but I think this is the perfect bounce back moment for Tom Brady in this matchup. I love it. I'm starting Josh Gordon wherever I have him this this week. Yes. Tell me, who's your uh, who's your guy? Tight end. Yeah, baby. scrumptious
1: star is going to be jimmy graham at dallas now i know golden grams i know jimmy graham got us all excited week one people picked him up and then he just disappeared for two weeks and then he did good in week four so it feels like you could be disappointed again the only reason i'm high on jimmy graham right now is because Devontae adams is hurt and he's out most likely for week five at least for week five and when jimmy graham got out of the game. There was 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They were already in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Graham got five targets after Devontae Adams got hurt in 10 minutes. Play, wow, Five targets. He ended the day with nine targets, and he just was used a lot more without Adams. You expect that, you know, but I was shocked that Aaron Rodgers chose to go to him. He didn't choose to go to Geronimo, Geronimo Allison. MBS got a few more targets. Aaron Jones got a few more targets. But Jimmy Graham was, was his guy. And I think moving forward, without Adams in the lineup, he's going to be used as like the main red zone target.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, we saw in week one, I know he cooled down, but he was taking some major shots down the field at Jimmy Graham. Like big shots. Yeah. Lots of trust there. You just need
1: to connect on one of those. And really with a tight end, you're just hoping for a touchdown. And that's what I can see with Jimmy Graham while Devontae Adams is out. Because Aaron Rodgers needs someone that he can trust in the end zone. Anyone, literally anyone. Yeah, And I think he does trust Jimmy Graham to come down with the ball. They're going against Dallas, which they're not like the easiest defense in the world, but they have given up the 10th most fantasy points to the tight end position. So not a matchup you want to, you know, avoid. It's a it's a fine matchup. I think Jimmy Graham gets targeted uh, a lot more than we're used to in this game. And I could see him coming down with a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I like that. My tight end scrumptious start of the week, a little bit of a deeper deeper play, but he's been doing well in the last couple of weeks. Dawson Knox versus Tennessee. I really like this matchup. In the last two games he ranks fourth overall in the tight end position for average depth of target. Josh Allen was looking at him down the field. You need a big bodied target if if Josh Allen's not there, right? You're a backup quarterback. You don't wanna you don't want to take too many shots down the field. You want to hit the big big dude, that big tall man who can come up with the ball. He saw a season-high 65% snaps in Week 4. Tennessee's given up a touchdown in each matchup, aside from Week 4, where they let up 130 yards to Austin Hooper. Dawson Knox is not Austin Hooper. Nope. Do not get me wrong there. (laughs) But I think this is a a good matchup for them, and I think they need Dawson Knox, Knox, Knox. You have a hard time saying his name. I do. You're not allowed to pick
1: him in the future. Okay.
0: Listening to you to try to say Knox is not fun. Knox fun. It's Knox fun. I love Dawson Knox. I'm playing him in a couple of leagues where, um, you know, like I've got a Vance McDonald. I picked up Dawson Knox because he was one of those only guys on waivers that I felt comfortable enough streaming this week. Dawson Knox, baby. Sure. He's a deep one.
1: He's a a real under really deep in that surface like my case he's a he's a roll deep one but there's some deep leagues out there so you might need them
0: there are some deep leagues and hey there are some people banged up you maybe you drafted hunter henry and then you had vernon davis as your backup he's the backup to the backup to the backup
1: all right let's get into our scrumptious defensive start of the week we have uh teams from the same game so I'll go over my team first. It's the Titans versus the, the Bears. This Tennessee Titans. You should actually be able to find them on some waivers out there. I picked them up. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have been really good on defense, like really solid. The Bills give up the second most points to the opposing defenses. So I think the Titans are in a good matchup here because not only do they give up the second most points, now they have Matt Barkley in. And you might think, well, maybe he makes less, you know, mistakes than Josh Allen. Uh, no, he does not. He makes <laughs> a lot of mistakes. So in 2016, he only started six games, and he threw 14 interceptions. He only started six games, guys. He threw 14 interceptions. That seems wow, that's impressive. Yes, in 2013 in his rookie season, he only threw 49 times on the year. He had four interceptions and 49 times. I did some math here. So, so far in his career... He has 19 interceptions. He's only thrown the ball 307 times. So he's only played enough games to throw the ball 307 times, 19 interceptions. So I was like, what would that be in a normal, like 500 attempts? Because I feel like that's pretty average for quarterbacks to throw in a season, right? 500 yeah, attempts. That's fair. That's
0: that way right down the middle. That would mean he, 30 interceptions.
1: Wow. 30 interceptions. And everybody made
0: fun of Big Ben's 15 interceptions. <laughs> yeah, for
1: 675 uh, attempts, he had 16 interceptions or something like that. Yeah, Matt Barkley was, is averaging 30 per 500 attempts in his career. Woof. And I'm excited for the Tennessee Titans to eat up on the Bills, even though I'll be rooting for the Bills like always. But when I have the Titans defense, I could use a defense, a touchdown. And I think they could get one in this game pretty easily.
0: Yeah, I think that is absolutely fair. I I picked the same game in this matchup. I I wanted to go for... She only went with, like, one of the best defenses in the league. Roll.
1: Rural. Rural. Rural? <laughs> I went rural? We just played that back for a second, guys. I say real. Very weird.
0: Rural. You rural, say rural rural, rural, rural. rural. I say it like rural. Like rural. Like a, a rural area?
1: Yeah. I need
0: to really Not pronounce urban. it. But rural, real, Real? okay. I will
1: pronounce it from now on. What were you even saying? I have no idea anymore. (laughs) But
0: talk about your Bills defense. Okay, so the Bills. I still feel like they're an underrated defense. Sorry, I do. They're just dominant. They are so dominant, and you know what? I like while I have faith in Derek Henry this week, I have suboptimal faith in Marcus Mariota when he goes up against a top five passing defense. Um, that that's a, an eleven game split per the Rotoviz matchup game split tool. Eleven games. Do you know what his average points per game when he's facing a top five matchup is? I'm guessing it's bad. It's real bad. It's real bad. Eleven point eight fantasy points per game. Fourteen completions on average against top five pass defense. Zero point five five interceptions to zero point three six touchdowns not great not fantastic and 166 passing yards that sounds like uh the amount that tom brady had yeah but worse yeah play your bills defense every week every week they are be a the... must start but i mean they did what they did to tom brady i don't if i don't know have you ever heard of tom brady no tom? no nope. 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 he's actually the goat they did that to tom brady and they took his his undercarriage parts, and put them in the Bills' purse. That's my best analogy there. You start the Bills' defense. You start them in this matchup. You start them and you like it. Every week. Every week, baby. Before we get into our sleepers for the week, we're going to talk about pole sports. Pole sports is absolutely awesome. Allows users to get instant fantasy football advice, real-time polls. You get start-sick questions Who wins this trade? You get to do all of that, but you also get to put in information about what kind of league you're in. Is it redraft? Is it dynasty, PPR, standard? Who plays in standard anymore? I don't know. It's still an option over at pollsports.com. You get votes and advice instantly. So say you get a trade, slide into your DMs. You want instantaneous advice on whether or not you should make this move. If you're on the fence, you go to pollsports.com, pull it up, You get some of that advice instantaneously. Conversely, you get to go vote on other people's polls. And guess what? They keep track of your credibility score. So you go in and say, like, uh, who should I start this week? You vote on the right answer. You get credibility points, which is awesome because you get to go through the list and see who's voting on your polls, who gives accurate advice, and hopefully it's you. Hopefully you're the one giving accurate advice.
1: Yeah, if you're competitive, this
0: site is awesome. It's awesome, and it's so fast. I posted a poll yesterday about a trade offer that I sent out that I was a little on the fence about, and guess what? I got like 15 replies in about four minutes. It was awesome. I love it. It was fast. It was quick. It was easy. You don't even need an account, but if you want to rack up those credibility points, make your account. It takes like 30 seconds. No problem. Come vote with me and Michelle over at pollsports.com. Oh, that's a aris- I also like to live dangerously. I am very, very sneaky, sir. Michelle, you got a sneaky sleeper for me? Yes, I have a, a regular sleeper and a deep sleeper. but We prefer the term sneaky.
1: Sneaky. And I feel like both of them are pretty deep sleepers. You hopefully won't need either player, but you definitely might. The My, bye weeks are starting. Exactly, and there's so many injuries. My first one is Naeem Hines. First, uh, Kansas City. It's in Kansas City, and like we were mentioning before, Marlon Mack is banged up, and this game, I don't imagine them being able to just run the ball and you know run out the clock and beat Kansas City. Kansas City is going to go up on them. That will a... be
0: like a a, a movie <laughs> for Indianapolis. Yeah, Kansas City's offense struggled
1: in Detroit last week. I don't think that's the new norm. I think they'll be just fine at home against the Colts. We saw Marlon Mack only get 11 carries last week because they went down so quickly. I could see that happening again. When Marlon Mack had the limited amount of work Naheem Hines was targeted six times. He had six receptions for 39 yards. And he played 45% of snaps versus the Raiders in week four, which was up from his normal 20% in the weeks before. I can see him getting a lot more snaps in this game just to, you know, save Marlon Mack since he is a little bit hurt. I think he'll be getting all the targets. Now, this is not a boom play whatsoever. I don't think Hines is going to get 20, 25 points, but I do think he can get you a very safe... 10, 12-ish points in a PPR league. was
0: the, the number I had in my head. Yeah, and you can maybe hope for that
1: 12, 15 points. But I think 10 is your safe bet here. And he's a fine fill-in for you if you need a running back. I think, uh, you know, going against going up against Kansas City, he will be used plenty. And Kansas City doesn't have that, like, a strong run defense or anything like that. So I, I like Naheem Hines here as a sleeper. And then my deep sleeper was Auden Tate. Arizona. Now, if you don't know who Auden Tate is, he just Tate got is, a lot
0: deeper, to, or he just got a lot less deep, though. Yeah,
1: he did. I, I am seeing a lot of people talking about him right now, so I'm not like the cool one to come up with this name. <laughs> but Auden Tate, if you don't know him, he is the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was drafted in the seventh round, I believe, last season, or is he a rookie? I think it was last season. Uh, Yeah, last season. Yes. So he's six foot five. He is a massive dude. And we just had John Ross go in IR. AJ Green won't be back for a couple weeks, and they're going up against the Arizona Cardinals, which, you know, Andy Dalton may have looked bad on Monday Night Football, but I don't think he's going to look bad against the Arizona Cardinals because nobody does, and everyone just seems to be able to, you know. It's a free for all. Yeah. I think Andy Dalton will be just fine. He needs someone to target, and guys, Auden Tate has been getting the targets. In week three, he didn't play week one. In week two, he only played 36% of snaps. In week three and week four, he's playing a ton of snaps, 88% of snaps in week three, 91% of snaps in week four. John Ross didn't get hurt until late in that game. So it's not that he was just playing because John Ross got hurt. The team actually wants him on the field. He had 10 targets in week three, 10 targets, six receptions, 88 yards. He didn't get a touchdown in any of these games, so that's why he hasn't had any boom games. But week four, six targets, four receptions, 50 yards, in a game where nobody was doing anything really because the Steelers defense actually stepped up. They did really well. (gasps) I know. Shocker. So, I think in this game, he can easily see six to 10 targets. Like, that's very much in his range. He's a big dude. He can be used in the red zone. And I I think he can put up good numbers. Like, nothing crazy, but I think he can be a very consistent guy as long as AJ Green is out. And I love the matchup this week. So, you could do much worse than uh, plugging an Auden Tate into your lineup.
0: I absolutely love, love, love that pick. Um, I think out of anybody in that offense, he is the biggest beneficiary to the Ross injury. I got a couple comments on my Roto World article saying, like, what about Tyler Boyd? I think Tyler Boyd's gonna have the same exact role. I, yeah, he's the slot guy. He's not gonna like he occasionally lines up at wideout, but you're looking to replace those snaps that Ross has on the outside.
1: Yeah, it's just like last year AJ Green went out and Boyd just kept doing the same thing. He didn't like go up. He didn't get too much worse. He just kind of stayed where he was. John Ross wasn't doing anything last year, so yeah. I think Tyler Boyd will just be Tyler Boyd.
0: He's good. Yeah, he's a good wide receiver. My guy. It I it might not be the sneakiest, Michelle. But <laughs> Are you about to throw out a top ten wide receiver? Right Shut here? up, Michelle.
1: <laughs> so a top five defense, top ten wide receiver. You're getting real risky here today, Kate. Hey,
0: so my guy is DJ Chark. He is the wide receiver, resi- re- wide receiver, wide receiver ten. Yeah, he's doing well, he's but he did have well.
1: a, a pretty bad game last week in fantasy wise.
0: To be fair, so he is the wide receiver ten, but. Most of that production came week one against Kansas City at four targets, four receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown. That's boom, baby. He's had a touchdown weeks one through three. Didn't have a touchdown last week, but he actually did, sort of, not really. It got (laughs) nullified, but he caught a touchdown that was called back by, I think it was offensive pass interference. So... Again, doesn't count towards his final stat line on the game, but what I want to look at is that target share. My, oh, my, versus Houston, nine targets, versus Tennessee, five targets, versus Denver, eight targets. Minshew likes him. Minshew and him, they hang out on that same boat that Ben Roethlisberger and Juju hung out on just to build rapport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're best friends. They hang out every night, for sure. They're doing uh, weird ads for weird toys and stuff on... That one website. Yeah, you're going too far now. Don't know what you're talking about. Really? Weird toys? Weird ads? Okay, we'll talk about this off the air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gardner Minshew, he's a little adventurous little dude. Anyway, anyway, they're bonding. Okay. They're bonding. He's seeing the target share. If he would have had that touchdown go off last week, he would have had four straight touchdowns, and he would have had about 60 yards or so. I think his safe, his floor is just safer. It is. And I don't think that people consider him a true wide receiver one at this point, which he's not. But he is the wide receiver one, I think, for Gardner Minshew. For sure. And that's all that matters. So I think you can plug him into your lineup. It's not the greatest matchup against Carolina, but I think he can put up a a decent enough day. We saw DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller struggle last week, but it's hard to say because we also saw Chris Godwin and Mike Evans explode. So... I don't know if that was just a product of the week or, or what they did differently in that game, but I, I like the matchup. And then my deep sleeper, again, not the deepest guy, but Golden Tate.
1: I think this is really deep for his first week back.
0: Yeah. I have no trust in him. That's oh absolutely okay. I like Golden Tate. I think that people are, are forgetting that he actually was on pace for almost 1,200 yards last season before he was traded.
1: Yeah, but like, think this is a new team again. So yeah. he struggled when he was traded to a new team. Do you think like Daniel Jones just connects with him immediately?
0: I I don't know, but we saw Gallman get plenty of targets last week. They are going up against the Minnesota Vikings defense, so they're going to need a veteran guy who they can just trust to get him the ball and move the chains. Golden Tate is the perfect guy for that. I do wonder how they will line up. So. Sterling Shepard has been primarily their slot guy, but that's sort of where Golden Tate makes his money. So that might be sort of interesting to see how that shakes out if they move Sterling Shepard to the outside or... This offense can do. actually
1: be pretty decent moving forward when Barkley gets back. Like to have Shepard, Tate, Barkley, Evan Ingram, and if Daniel Jones can keep progressing, this could be an interesting offense. Too bad their defense is really, really bad, but yeah, it could be an I, interesting offense.
0: I think this just could be a, a volume play. I, If I were the quarterback, which, you know, I always try to put myself in those shoes, I'd want to get the ball to Golden Tate. He's a, a, like an old school guy. He's a good wide receiver. I want to get the ball in his hands. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Before, before we move on, we'll talk about FantasyGo.com. Michelle, you've been lighting up people's lineups with FantasyGo.com. FantasyGo.com is the only place where you can sync up your Yahoo account and literally, literally have us set your lineups. Yeah. Like, nobody knows it's us, but we're still in there. We're making moves. We're, you know, moving people into your flex that you might have had on the bench, making waiver wire moves.
1: Yeah, I did some waiver wire moves yesterday night for people to have on Wednesday morning. And it's it's fun, and if you're struggling right now, you're 0-4. You just need a new set of eyes on your lineup. This could be the perfect chance, just to you know, let us see what's going on there. Let's see if we can make any improvements because you know you don't want to go 0-5. Your season's definitely not over at 0-4. You still no. have a chance to make up for it, but it gets a little bit harder when you get to 0-5, and, and a little bit harder at 0-6. So maybe uh, crunch down right now and just. Uh, Let's see what we can do for you.
0: Yeah. If you want to do a free trial, you can email info at dot Let them know you're interested in a one week free trial. You go in, you pick what team you want to, have us help you with. Obviously you're gonna pick us, but you can go to the marketplace and I guess check out other analysts. Nah, It's only us. It's Shell only M us. or KM
1: look for us, baby.
0: Yeah, we're we're in there and we're here to help you win and bounce back some of those teams. O and four. It's not impossible. Give us a chance only at fantasygo.com. Should we get into some fades? Let's do it. I told
1: Dwight that there is honor in losing. Which, as we all know, is completely ridiculous.
0: There is no honor in losing, but you might lose with some of these guys in your lineup this week. Michelle, who you got? So my
1: first guy here is Ronald Jones against the Saints. I'm seeing a lot of hype about Ronald Jones going into this week. Mostly led by me. Yeah, but it's just a lot of hype everywhere. People are saying, you know, you can pick up Ronald Jones, you can play him. And I'm just saying, watch out watch out here for a second he did have 19 carries last week which is fantastic but you know Tampa Bay went up fast they went up quick and they held on to that league basically all game they needed to run out some clock so he got 19 carries which is like I said fantastic but he only played 49% of snaps he still hasn't hit past that 50% yet this year they're getting other running backs involved or you know None of them are doing too amazingly. 19 carries for 70 yards for uh, Ronald Jones here. That's an average of 3.6 yards per
0: carry. Hey, again, it's fun. He had a couple of big runs called back on. I think it was offensive holding. But if he would have taken those and kept them, he would have had like 150 yards in a touchdown. Yeah, could have, should have, could have, should have, would have. But the potential is there. He looked fantastic. Sure. But
1: it, again, they were just up by a lot. They're going to use them. The, the offensive snaps really scares me that he only was in for 49%. You're going to have to hope for a touchdown from uh, a Ronald Jones. He's kind of like a Carlos Hyde where, yeah, he might get you 20 carries, get you 80 yards on the ground, but you need that touchdown because dude's not involved in the passing game at all. One target in three of his four games, that's it. One reception, one reception, one reception. Yes, in game three, that one reception went for 41 yards, so that felt good. But the rest of the games, that's not happening. That would just, just like a huge hope for. He goes against the Saints this week. The Saints are not allowing very many points to the running back at all. They just held Ezekiel Elliott. They held Ezekiel L.A. The only reason Zeke had any points is because he got that touchdown. To
0: be fair, Zeke has not looked quite as Zeke. Ronald
1: Jones or Zeke? Like, who's better? Oh, definitely Ronald Jones. <laughs> so I'm I'm saying, wait, I'm not saying he's a bad stash. I just would not put him in your lineup this week. I want to see more out of him, and it's going to be really hard to trust him without that receiving production because you're going to need the touchdown. or you're just going to get seven to nine points really as your ceiling because you're hoping for seventy and uh, maybe a hundred yards like that would be a really good game for him. He's not going to do anything in the receiving game,
0: yeah, i I understand the hesitation, but he was my pickup of the week.
1: I think he's a fine pickup. We'll let's see what happens. I just would not want to plug him in at all against the Saints offense. All
0: right. My first, uh, I wouldn't call him a, a, he's a fade. He's not a sit. Okay. Alvin Kamara versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, other side of the ball here. I know he's Alvin Kamara. I know that he's a very good running back. I know he's a dual threat, but the Bucs have been actually good against the run. They're not the pushover defense that they used to be. They limited Christian McCaffrey to 37 rushing yards, two catches for 16 yards. Yeah, that's not CMC a lot. CMC
1: had a real bad game against the Bucs.
0: Saquon Barkley, eight rushes, 10 yards, four catches, 27 yards. He got hurt, but he, he has- did. But still, eight ca- or eight rushing attempts for 10 yards, not good. Todd Gurley, five rushes for 16 yards. He did get two touchdowns. And he got some work in the passing game, but it's still like I never want to get all my fantasy points from touchdowns. That's never a good place to start. I mean, Todd Gurley led all of those running backs and he didn't even look good. And it was all because of touchdowns. I don't trust running backs versus the Tampa Bay Bucks right now.
1: Isn't that weird? It is. I I don't know. Elvin Kamara seems to he'll beat it. Like I just feel like I know, but Christian
0: McCaffrey didn't beat it. I know. And that's like Christian McCaffrey, sort of like my. So there's in no world would you sit Alvin though, right? No, no, absolutely not. But he's one of those guys that I think that um, if I have Alvin Kamara in this tough matchup, I might go out and play a guy with some boom potential like Will Fuller. He hasn't been getting it done, but he has been getting uh, targets down the field. He's been getting the air yards, so it really just takes him coming down with one of those balls to have a monster game. So I might go with a guy that. Maybe hasn't been doing great, but has a lot of upside. I- I'm going for Avocamara plus an upside play.
1: Okay, I don't mind that. My next guy is kind of like yours, where you're going to play this guy, but just temper expectations. It's Amari Cooper versus the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers, just they give up the fewest points to the wide receiver position. They're really good against the passing game. They're really bad on the ground. So Zeke is going to have a monster of a game, and I don't know if they're going to need Amari Cooper in this game. And if they do need him, I don't know if they're going to be able to use him because the Packers have been real dominant against the wide receiver position. I just, I think you have to temper expectations. Like I said, I think you still need to play him. He's not fully healthy. He's not fully healthy. And we have kind of seen his yo-yo performances. He's going back and forth, 106 yards, 44 yards, 88 yards, 48 yards. So he's going back and forth between good yardage games, bad yardage games. He did end up getting a touchdown in that second game to make that 44 yards not hurt so bad. But I don't know. Amari Cooper, do you trust his consistency to be able to put up production against the secondary? And I don't. I'm still going to start him because he can break off a play on any given target. So I'm starting him still, but like you, I'm maybe playing more boom potential elsewhere in my lineup just to make up for for Cooper in case he gives me a big poo-poo.
0: Poo-poo-poo? Poo-poo? Poo-poo. What's your last one? All right. Terry McLaurin, your man. I know he's your guy, but... Totally would sit him this week, too. Yeah. I'm not playing him against the Pets. Pets. Pets.
1: You can't play... There's there's two teams that you cannot play wide receivers against, and it's not even Green Bay, because you can still play. It's the Patriots and the Bills. You cannot play your wide work. receivers against them. Stop trying to make it happen. And you can't play your
0: running backs against the Eagles. No. Those at, are the three teams. Th- those are the rules of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. For, the, for further notice, Terry McLaurin, he is clearly Washington's best asset at this point. The quarterback situation is questionable. We know what Bill Belichick does to the best asset on the team. They shut them down. Bill Belichick is not going to let Terry McLaurin just do his Terry McLaurin thing and catch all the touchdowns and have 50 yards. He's not going to let it happen.
1: And then we don't even know if he has a connection with Colt McCoy, if he plays or if Dwayne Haskins can even connect a pass to yeah. anybody. He let was alone... inactive
0: last week when we finally got to see Dwayne Haskins for the first time. I yeah. the no, know you. they
1: have the college connection, uh, but we don't know if Dwayne Haskins can actually put together a game in the NFL yet, let
0: alone against New England. And... If he plays. We still don't even know. And the Patriots have not allowed a single passing touchdown so far in 2019. Not a single one. Jeez. That's absolutely scary. They,
1: they've just had the easiest schedule in life. It's they like have. almost impossible how easy of a schedule they had. Does it ever get harder? I don't know, because they still get to play Miami and the Jets again. And they have Lucky. like the Giants. Oh my goodness, they have like the easiest schedule ever. All right. I totally with you there. Sit Terry McLaurin. You gotta sit all of the Redskins wide receivers. Don't consider Paul Richardson anymore. We all got excited about him for one second, and then he did nothing. All
0: right, Kate, what game are you most excited to watch this week? I'm most excited to see Rams versus Seahawks Thursday night football, baby. I cannot wait for this. I actually just saw this very interesting report come out over Sleeper um, that was an alert to Jared Goff's most recent performance in the last 12 games. It ain't good. It's bad. It's bad. Jared Goff's last 12 games, including the playoffs, he's gone 276 for 459 passing attempts for 3,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and 12 fumbles.
1: Yeah, Scott Barrett just tweeted something like that, right?
0: Is that? I'm going to guess it's Scott Barrett, yeah. Yeah. Um, His previous 12 games before that, 3,806, 27 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 6 fumbles. Holy crap. That's a big difference. I want to see what is going on with the Rams offense. I need to see this in primetime. Uh, it might give us a little bit better of an idea. Every time idea. you say primetime. Primetime. Time. Grind- prime primetime. Primetime. Wait, what is it? Grind time, Prime Primetime. Time. If you guys have not watched that video yet, what is it called? Uh, I think it's called You Are the
1: S Word. Oh, yeah. yeah it's just a girl <laughs> screaming at you, like telling you how good you are. Go yeah. watch it. It's, it's fantastic. It's very
0: motivational. But anyway, I like the Seahawks. I like the Rams, but I want to see what in the world is going on there. I, I love um, primetime matchups. I I love the Seahawks. I want to see the rushing attack. There's just so many pieces that I think we've seen like ups and downs for for both of these offenses. We've seen ups and downs in their defenses, so I want to see what they can both do when playing each other because I like each of these teams.
1: Uh, there's really not that many matchups I'm too excited for this week, so I – You know, like I'm just super pumped for the Redskins-New England game.
0: It's going to be a good one.
1: No, but I think the only really great game of the week, besides the one that you just mentioned, is the Packers at Dallas. I think that'll be a really good game for some reason that I feel like there's a rivalry. Why? Whoa. Why will we? I cannot say that word right now. Rival urban rural <laughs> rural. It's real hard, guys. real hard. Packers at the Cowboys from the playoff game a few years ago, where it was just like back and forth back and forth. and the the Cowboys end up winning there or the Packers. I don't know. I think the Packers ended up win winning. But anyways, I'm excited for this game. Rogers for stack. I do wish Adams was there just to make both teams fully healthy. But I think there'll be a lot of fantasy points to go around in this game, especially to the running back position for Dallas. Zeke baby is going to go off. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch this game. I think I think the Cowboys pull it off at home.
0: I love it. Michelle, you got anything else heading into week five? I don't. I don't. I feel like this was a
1: long one, guys. So thank you for sticking around if you're still listening. Yes. If you gave up on us, shame on you.
0: Well, they're not listening anyway. Exactly. That's why I can shame them. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, we appreciate you guys. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. I'm Kate at FFBallBlast. And I'm
1: Michelle at um, BallBlastM. BallBlast E-M.
0: And good luck in week five. Bye, y'all. Bye.